Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Comic-Con Radio. Coverage of pop culture events from around the globe. Amazing interviews with celebrities. Daily recaps and reviews of popular television. Movie reviews. Everything fandom from around the globe. Comic-Con Radio. Get ready to enter our universe. Let's go. book-loving best friends dedicated to spotlighting books and authors. We do the reading and bring you the fun with author interviews and exciting discussions. Heather, the twisted rom-com queen, brings a sugar with her romantic picks, but will surprise you with twists from time to time. Stephanie, the wild card, brings the spice. She's out of the box and loves to venture through genres. Her favorite is horror with blood, guts, and gore, but every now and again, she wants a little bit more. If that's not enough, you'll also hear which characters stand out in a round of Fuck, Fuck, Marry, Kill. kill. Take Take a a dive with us. It's It's time time to get lit. lit. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we have an author that knows how to build dread and horror with just a few words or pages. This Salem native has written in the Western and horror genres, has had plays developed and produced in the U.S., and received an outstanding writing for the screen certificate. Please help us welcome author E.C. Hansen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. I, I've uh, seen people had a good time on your your podcast, so I figured you know it's not nice to get on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, we're excited. We're excited to talk to you about fake somebody's real nobodies. Is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners about the book before we get started? You know what's I, I guess what's worth uh, sharing about the book is that it wasn't planned which would probably sound like an odd thing to say, but um, th- at least on Instagram, there's somebody called NW Reader. But mm-hmm. if you go to True Trueborn Design, obviously Christina has some great covers. And I had seen a cover on there, and then she had a sale around like January 1st or like that Christmas zone or whatever. She did like a half-off sale, and I was like, wow, this cover is really speaking to me, and I couldn't believe nobody had snagged it. Mm-hmm. I looked at it and it was less about like spending money on it, but it was like, well, what could I do with this? And I had never self, I hadn't self published at that point, but I was like, I had about eight to nine self or eight to nine um, stories published in anthologies. And I was like, God, do I have the rights to these? Um, and then I, you know, looked back at all those contracts and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I have the rights to all these. So I'm going to, on a whim, you know, buy that cover, put together a collection. Now, I think somebody read it recently and was like, oh, I don't really know what the theme is, even though it's like they like the title and they like the cover. But it it really was a, an experiment in publishing myself. I just fell in love with the cover. I always liked that idea for a title. I'm not saying everybody does, but I just... I that really resonated with me and um yeah then i threw in two to three you know unpublished stories kind of cap it off and see what the experience was like and um you know people have responded to it i i have to say and this is in christina's defense i mean people react to that so much that that cover so much i'm man it's almost better than the contents you know what i mean it, mm-hmm. it, it really is it makes people react like i have a you know barnes and noble store recently was like oh we'll host an event for it and i was like oh my god like seriously <laughs> it's it kind of i want to say shocking not in terms of like a goal thing but it's just like that cover does so much talking it does and mm-hmm. it's a real credit to her but like walking it back and where I'm not sounding like I'm bragging, I just couldn't believe it was just sitting there on her website ready to be taken. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those things where I was like, you know what? I, I, 
I got the thing for it and we're going to do this. And, um, yeah, fake somebody's in it is an interesting, you know, experiment for me because it's been pretty successful, all, all things considered. And, um, nice. I loved all the short stories in the collection, um, from it, which story came the easiest for you to write and which was the hardest for you to write? Oh, wow. I think the easiest was Fast Friends. I, I like Fast Friends a lot. And I do too. What's, what's weird about Fast Friends is the lead character is named after my daughter, but my daughter wasn't born yet. It was just a name my wife was considering. So I was oh, like, I, you just, stole I, it. I love that. Yeah, I love that name, and I'm going to test it out. And, um, you know, I, I don't like being like, oh, I'm f- so fond of mowing of my own stories. But I I like I like that one, and mm-hmm. I, I, I care about it. And I actually, uh, I'll be totally honest with listeners, uh, that one got rejected by a very big publisher. And they actually sent me, uh, sent me a nice note, and we're like, you know, we just don't know how to fit this into our anthology theme wise, but we really responded to this one. I was just, it was, they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to say that. And it was kind of a nice thing. Hardest one. It's a tricky one. It, hardest one. God, I would say to share would probably be the last one. AK, AK 47. Now I've had people reach out to me and, and, and somebody was like, Oh, you know, did you write that because of this, the you know, most recent shooting? And we have obviously such a problem in our nation now with that, which is very scary. But no, I, I worked at a school in a very affluent area and kind of through COVID and post COVID and, you know, all the doors would be open in the buildings to kind of let fresh air in. But at the same time, you had to follow all these protocols. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I mean, I'm not sitting there going, I think something's going to happen. But in this day and age, you, you kind of have know. to. Yeah. yeah. You just have to be ready for anything, mm-hmm. really, at this point. Yeah. And and it, it wasn't even a lie, the, 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 you know, the scary scenario where I was like, okay, well, we're, the side exits are open and this is open. And, and not even like, a, oh, the door's propped open while they go out for a 15-minute break. You're like, okay, those doors are open for blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, an SRO officer, you know, there's somebody in charge – ironically gets COVID and you're like, well, who the hell who's watching this place if something goes mm-hmm. down? And that was, so that was kind of the inspiration, but that was kind of tough to write from a, like, I don't even like to talk about that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I've had plays published. I've had that are related to shootings or gun violence and what we need to do with guns. I've had them performed at, you know, festivals where, you know, you really hope it lands, but sometimes it doesn't. So I just tried to write something that would be a little bit more chilling from a like, hey, this stuff happened. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and or sometimes you've got a security guard at a building, you know, at a school, I've gone to interview places or I've worked in places where you're like, this dude's like 80. Okay. Like (laughs) not saying he needs to be of a certain age or type or, you know, Mm-hmm. muscle or whatever it is but you're like we you know not having you know some great defense in place mm-hmm. um is kind of frightening so but then also kind of operating from you know using a father or a parent who's like very concerned now whether somebody thinks it's plausible like what happens in that that story but it was also right it was kind of a little uncomfortable to kind of even share because it was like I don't want things like, you know, things like this to happen. But at the same time, you know, it's a, re- it's a reality everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. People snap and, and good parents or bad, you know, you could, however you want to classify them, but um, you could have somebody kind of get out of control just based on, hey, things aren't being, you know, somebody isn't following through on guidelines or this or that and just lose it via obsession so i tried to write something that would kind of get in people you know get under people's skin and that's probably why i put it last yeah and it it, i mean it definitely Mm -hmm. did its job um since we're talking about kids and you now have a daughter um i didn't know you didn't have her before you wrote some of these stories so 
I mean, in, in Fast Friends, in Blood Silence, there's pretty young kids in a lot of these stories, right? And so um, I wanted to see, like, either how, if any of that was tough, were there moments where you had to, like, take a moment to yourself or reconsider what was happening in the story um, due to being a parent, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's like tug of war when you <laughs> you like you know there are artists or authors whether or film directors or it's like or you know screenwriters where it's like write what you want to know or write what you know and at the same time I think in this genre and actually I'll be honest with you I, I like fake somebody's a lot and people have responded to it and I'm I'm flattered but it's like it's pretty light mm-hmm. like as a whole like somebody were like it's like goosebumps for adults and like like two people said that and i was like oh that's like a nice compliment i should probably read goosebumps but um <laughs> it, it's i don't see it uh, like goosebumps no no well i see it like um what was it in a dark dark room did you ever read that collection so it's a no. collection of a lot of different stories. I read it when I was like in second grade. Um, it's the one I always tell you. With the, there's a girl with a ribbon, and then she gets married, and her husband's like curious to take the ribbon off, and he finally does, and her head falls off. Oh, yeah. I so that's true. what it reminded oh, me really of good. because it's like the dread, and then the ends. The end is not happy, you know. <laughs> so that's what yeah, I would compare I, it to. Yeah, I guess to answer it, like, and don't get me wrong, I. As much as it might not seem like it, I do have, you know, I'm definitely more aware of like, what am I putting out? And, and, and don't get me wrong. This is, I'll even make fun of myself. And like, if I put out something where I'm like, oh man, should I really write this? But at the same time, it gets 30 reviews when like somebody else could get, you know, 5,000, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to like shoot myself in the foot here, but at the same time, it's like, you have to confront what scares you, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of what you share. And, you know, something I'm probably going to intend to write next, like a big project or something I'm going to take a big swing on. It's like, I can't, you know, I watch the Datelines. I watch the Sino Evils and all that stuff. Oh, I it's like, nothing, no, oh, I mean, and don't get me wrong, the, the reenactments are pretty terrible. But at the same time, like, I get so captivated. I'm like, from a detective standpoint of like hours and hours and hours of you just watching nothing until maybe something mm-hmm, clicks. And then mm-hmm. at the same time or, and, or you see a parent who hangs on for so many years and you're like, mm-hmm. you're getting, nothing. you're getting nothing for years. And I can't even imagine how frustrating that is. So I'm like, I totally get it. And I like respect the point of like, I don't know that I want to write this because now I have a kid, but at the same time, it's, it almost feels kind of like a duty of mm-hmm. not every story, but you know, I'm planning to write a novel this winter and it's, it's got to include the ugliest, the, the thing, the stuff that scares me the most. And I don't, I don't like that. Like mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a weird thing because somebody would be like, well, why would you write that? You want to be like, try and get a hundred Barnes and Noble appearances and be famous or win a stoke. You know, it's, it's really not that it's just, you know, having a creative urge and writing stuff that scares you. Cause that's, what's going to resonate. And, yeah. It, it really mm-hmm. is. Because when I was reading those, I think it made me think, what would I do in this situation, you know, or what what would happen if, you know, even with the AK-47 mm-hmm. one, um, I think as a parent, you do get upset when you see, you know, that there's not all these precautions at the school. And I used to work at a school too, so I'm like, oh, would I want my kid to come to the school, or, you know, but you can't really step away from that. There's going to be things that happen anywhere, you know, and so it, I, I really like reading like you said about the realities of mm-hmm. of how things are there's not always going to be a happy ending so no and, and you know you mentioned blood silence which i kind of went back I'll, I'll be totally honest even with with people that listen to this i don't know how much that works but I, I really don't i don't know how much that story works in terms of the the whole locking business even though i, I lived in a place where it was like the oh the old click thing and the door is actually open now and you're just going to kind of go 
go outside to take the dog out or whatever and whatever you put yourself in a vulnerable situation but blood silence was more about saying something or I don't know that I can I swear on here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we do it all the time. Oh, well, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> We're free spirits. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking shit to mm-hmm. somebody that you shouldn't, or like that could really backfire on you. Where, and it's as I age, and this is something less so with things I write, but more with how I am in real life. That you know. I feel like my wife or somebody would be like, I feel like I'm a good guy working education, but sometimes if something's wrong, I will open my mouth. And then, but this day and age, there's just a weird energy out there where I'm like, you never know who that I, person might be. And I hate it. And I hate to stay silent, but sometimes I'm going, oh, yeah, I stayed silent because of you, or I stayed silent mm-hmm. because of what our situation is instead of being like, I'm going to go up and tell that person they're being a real, you know, yeah. So blood silence kind of came from that energy of how that could really backfire on mm-hmm. someone of like, you think you're doing the right thing. Do you think you're being protective, but how much that can just, you just, you wrecked your whole world by opening your damn mm-hmm. mouth. See, we've seen enough, see no evils to see what happens. Right. <laughs> Shoot. I've seen enough stuff in real life to yeah. know that happens. That show I think has shown me some of, the worst of our society. Mm-hmm. Like the most senseless, just horrible. Well, because if you think about it, when people are acting out of emotion, logic flies out the window. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what, in a lot of these stories, that's what happened. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, even with the AK 47 mm-hmm. one, like imagine he was just going in there to scare. Yeah. And then it turned yeah. into something different, you know? So. Yeah, and, and, you know, like you said, you know, putting people in those situations where you could just, uh, like in this day and age, I mean, look at road rage incidents where you're like, mm-hmm. it's just simple, a simple middle finger to somebody who cuts you off. And you're like, well, someone might <laughs> might lose their life over it. It's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So it's like just kind of honing on those realities of, you know, opening your mouth versus being quiet and obviously – there's plenty to criticize when you don't open your mouth. You're like, wow, you're just going to allow that. You're going to allow somebody to just walk all over you or ignore all the rules or be disrespectful at the same time. You open your mouth and all of a sudden it's a see no evil episode. And you're like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wish I stayed silent. <laughs> right. I bet Mikey wished he stayed silent in the goals. It really made me look at birds and animals in general different. What was your inspiration uh, for this story? Oh, God. I can't actually believe I'm going to share this one. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is not a good no, one. No, I was like, did good. you get pooped on at the beach? Somebody salty. I'm just- <laughs> no, this is, you might actually end the call after this. This is, this is a true story. I was, my best friend and I were big into baseball. We're very good athletes. That like, sounds like I'm chewing my own horn. I'm not. We're at the beach. Should and we're cover Heather's about, ears? I have a feeling I know it, where this is going. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We're chucking rocks, chucking rocks, chucking rocks, whatever. And then doing the whole skimming thing. You know that whole skimming mm-hmm. move. Right? Yeah. Well, yours truly here uh, skimmed one and it nailed the seagull. And then all of a sudden it starts like slowly swimming out farther and farther and farther. And I have a, I have a lifeguard come over and I have this person at the beach, a spectator came over and was like, like I did it deliberately, which I swear to God, I swear on my life. I didn't. But at the same time, I guess in under her lenses that it might've looked that way. And then I guess she had read about seagulls and were like, oh, that's what they do when they get injured. They swim out and they're just not going to go end their life or whatever. So I guess. So I guess because I was like 10 or 11 when that happened and felt so horrible about it. I felt I should write a goal story where they kind of get their own. Revenge. That's yeah. way better yeah. than where I they're, thought they're it was going to go. <laughs> they're good. Well, no, no, they're they're comeuppance, if you will. Even though you know, yeah. here I am. 
So it's justice, yeah. justice for the goals. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were going to be hitting baseballs, and you guys whacked one with the ball, and it exploded. <laughs> no. no, it was a. Uh, I would a lot more benign than, than where I thought you were going to be on. Yeah. Same. <laughs> well, either way, it's I don't think I think they forgive uh, you. Eagle so you're, Eagle. you're OK. <laughs> Seagull. Made it. We had some some folks thinking it, you know, I was horrible. You're 10, or, 10 or 11. You're like, don't know any better. You're like, I was just trying to do this. But um, that always stayed with me. And so it was just like. Uh, you hop in front of the computer and play around and um yeah that's what happened well i give you props for being able to skip rocks i've never been able to <laughs> me neither one time i tried and um we all know that story <laughs> um one of the so you know i feel like a lot of the stories even though we say they're pretty light i mean there's still a lot of dark themes mm-hmm. but then um Salem sightseers, I feel like it was in the perfect place because it was almost like a breath of fresh air (laughs) in the middle of everything that was happening. It was like the end of the world, but here's this bright light. Everybody laugh, you know? (laughs) Right? So it was just, it was hilarious. To me, I I feel like I laughed through, like it was like a feel good type of story. Um, So how was the process of writing that one different from the others for you? And how did you decide where to place it. I liked how they were watching Halloween. I liked how they had an epiphany at the end and we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's, that story, it, you know, you, I don't even want to say it within the context of the collection, but you know, you, you sit around and play and like a, my wife and I got married in Salem. We live here now. So you kind of get familiar with your surroundings. So it just turned into like, you know, everything doesn't have to be, you know, like the last story in a collection. Everything doesn't have to be. Now, I like I said, I had a recent reader be like, I liked it. I don't really know what the theme of this collection is. You know, like kind of scratching and digging around for it. It's like, well, I don't know. Collection, I, th- I, I feel like you could be like Whatever you're putting you together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an old like an old CD mix. So, you know, I mean, you could have like a a blank 182 and then all of a sudden you jump to a jay-z song then then you jump to a nirvana whatever like you know whatever the mode is um that one i was just trying to be playful i'm not really even like fond of like werewolf anything or like werewolf stories or anything like that but i I I just i I know but i (laughs) i think ended the world like something's going on with what we experienced with COVID. It would just be obvious to do zombies in Salem or something. When I just thought, well, let's try and kind of flip the script and kind of put characters in there. And then, you know, mention the Halloween reference of like, you know, what are you going to do? And there's nothing going on. And it almost reminded me. It was, yeah, it was only designed. It was really just designed to be nothing but lighthearted fun. So if anybody's too critical, it's okay. But it's also like really just we're just playing. It is playing on the page and hoping a few people are like, oh, that was nice. nice breath of fresh air. You know? I loved it. I yeah. do too. It reminded me of the. Do you guys remember the commercials from like the late '90s, early 2000s, where the I think it was like the Smash Brothers. So it's like, uh, so it was like the Super Mario, like the Smash Brothers. So they would all like, they were running in a field and it was, a um, the turtle song, the, what is it? The turtles, the imagine me and you and you and me. (laughs) So, and then they're all like, so, you know, it's like Bowser and like Donkey Kong and Mario and they're all holding hands. Oh, okay. In the field. You guys haven't seen that? Oh, my gosh. I think I have, but it's been a while. Yeah. So that's what it reminded me of because it's these two opponents, so to speak, and then they, like, find solace in each other. They're like, okay, we have nobody else. Let's be friends. Let's help each other out, (laughs) kind of, you know? (laughs) I loved it. I did, too. Do you have a favorite character you've created? Oh, wow. You got to pick your favorite child. No, I, I actually think that's pretty easy to be honest. Um, I don't know that my 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 small my small amount of fans agree, but um, 
in my debut, it was all things deadly. So like the main storyline is, um, you know, about the frost family and Sutton frost. And I continue with her in the clairvoyant and that's somebody I really care about. And that one was really a labor of love. I self published it. I, it was just something I wanted to write. I didn't necessarily think I would do that, but in the, the debut of my collection, I have an epilogue, which a few people strongly react to be like, wow, that's like an origin story for this character. Like that's like, wow, there could be something really there. And, you know, no delusions of anything, but I do, I feel very comfortable when I'm writing for her. Oh, and uh, I, I've had some people, you know, where you're like, oh man, like you don't want to be, you know, it's like putting your real kid on stage or something and be like, hey, get ready. You can make fun of her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be they, No, no, they, they, yeah. they've, they've, you know, they've said like, oh, you kind of really, it really feels like, you know, it's like he, you know, like I got it, like I got it right. And so I'm not going to force any more of those, you know what I mean? And the reality is like, let's be real. You know, you want to, uh, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, uh, oversell it. I'm not trying to be like so huge or whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to be bad, but I'm like, also like I write the things I want to write. Um, but the reality is sometimes you got to put your own money into those types of stories and go, you know, is this really worth throwing out another one? If, you know, but um, I do care about it. And I've had people that are very tough on me in terms of their feedback. They're like, Oh, the Queen of is the best thing you you've written, but not many people have read it. And I actually kind of agree with it. I, I, I really do. I think it's some of my finest writing, but it's a tough one because it carries on from my debut. So it's like, Hey, do you want to read this book? And you don't really know my writing, but also read my debut and then follow up with this. It's, it's kind of a lot to ask. You know what I mean? And that's okay. But Sutton Frost is probably a character I care about the most, where I, I would love to write a few more stories for, whether they're novellas or novelettes or whatever it is. But, yeah, we'll see. Nice. And speaking of favorites, my favorite in this collection was She Who Laughs Last. So... um I really, honestly, like, I feel, yes, I feel like I want there to be more of that one. So I, I, I don't know, like, I want to. That's the longest one in the whole book. It's like 6,000. Okay. Well, it, it was good though. Like I liked, I really liked it. There was something about it that just pulled me. I think because the characters in there, we got to, we got to know the characters a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Um, so, yeah. you, so, and I really, I really liked both of the main characters. So I really wanted to, well, I mean, I guess main, not main, but the ones we got to know. And, um, I, I honestly want to see more of the pink blob. Like what other locations did it hit? Where did it, <laughs> you know, like, I just, I don't know. I loved it. So have you ever considered, I mean, aside from Sutton Frost, but have you ever considered adding to to the pink blob or to any of the other short stories in this collection? Um, I mean, I, not to totally disappoint you. I don't see it. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, I won't no. cry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. In this collection, I don't, I don't think, I don't think in this collection that there's anything I would, I would do more with, to be honest. I mean, it's not even necessarily like the poo-poo or anything that I, that's in there. It's just, you know, there are things that you really link to or latch on to when you're like, okay, there's something to explore there. Like I said, the, you know, the ending of my debut is like an epilogue where there's like a realization mm-hmm. of what wants to do. It's like, well, that's a pivot point, right? Or the way I end Wicked Blood, which kind of has a, wait a minute, what happened in that house at the end of like kind of, moment where some readers are like wait i want a sequel i want to know what that is which you know as the author you might go that's a dick move not to answer that um but in terms of these stories no i yeah you know, i appreciate okay. you saying I, it's fine you know, won't be the first time <laughs> at least she wasn't <laughs> being greedy i would actually want more of the clown from the swing show and the ginger man oh. 
like oh, more yeah. and more of their shenanigans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there's so yeah. many where you could have like little it doesn't have to be a big book. I'm just I'm just saying putting it out there. Maybe you're gonna have some fan fiction here in a little bit. Cause <laughs> the, I would want to The see ginger these man things. had me avoiding redheads for a while, I gotta say. <laughs> like no. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be known as like the anti redhead person, but yeah. I have cousins um, that are gingers, and I'm like, I can't see you for a couple weeks, okay? <laughs> don't post anything on Facebook, please. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Sure. Um, no, I. You know, um, yeah. It depends on, like, in in my debut, I wrote a story called Crunchy Bits, which I when that came out, a lot of people were like. Oh my god, that guy is so blah blah, and I'm I'm actually quite fond of it. It's really absurd and dark and all that stuff. And that was like a short story. I was like, oh, what was he? It would be interesting to see this guy before he actually committed all these heinous acts. Like, what was the turning point? Like, that would be interesting to me. Um, with the stories in this, I don't even mean it to be like that. I'm not interested. I just. Some things you write and it's not under that lens or you finish mm-hmm. and then you you can revise and you're not even like, oh, I, I'm that would be interesting. Sometimes actually readers are really helpful when they're like, I want to know more. So like you bring it up. OK, well, would make me then revisit stories to go. What are they talking about? And I, don't mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in a respectful way, but it's yeah, just no, no, like, yeah. Yeah, these girls but, are psycho. <laughs> but I feel like because everybody attaches to something differently, you know, like yeah. for you, you wrote them and you probably were like, these stories are the one and done. And then for us, it's like we're reading it and we're like, we want more. Mine, I think it's because those are the ones that kind of scared me more. So I'd kind of want to see what else they got into. Why? I don't know, but I do. Mm-hmm. Especially the clown. Okay. Especially the clown. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's- I still want to know more about the blob. <laughs> Clown, clown, clown. Blob, blob, blob. I'm team blob. I'm going to make a shirt and it's going to be hashtag team blob and it's just going to be a pink blob on it. (laughs) And I'm going to promise to disappoint you. I know. It's okay. I'll still rock it. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's what it is. Um, It's kind of John Carpentery within the education world. It's just really what I wanted to kind of capture like how people are in that in those settings Mm -hmm. and trying to without making fun of all those people but you know what i mean just kind of (laughs) capture the the, you know minutiae of that daily world and then you know there's a blob thing that nobody understands and they're Mm -hmm. all paying the right right yeah i i liked it it was i did too yeah but don't expect a pink blob novella. No, it's Sorry. okay. I got it. I'll go cross out pink blob on my notebook. It's fine. <laughs> no more Mrs. Pink Blob. It's fine. <laughs> um, so one of the things, too, that was interesting to me is just how you, you've written in different genres, right? So you have, like, your Western, your horror. I wanted to see... If you have a favorite and if you don't, what are your favorite parts about writing each in each of the genres? Yes, that's a question. Um, well, so the best way I could answer this is when I, I went to NYU and when I got to NYU, I started writing some Westerns. I wrote a Western screenplay and I was writing a, a Western like a play in my playwriting class. And the screenplay was getting a lot of attention, like at least from my professor. I mean, he had plenty of critical things to say about it, but probably the first 10 pages, he was like, Oh boy, this is like, you got, you got some real handle on this. Um, I just, I really respond to that genre Westerns, which, which is so weird. I actually, a friend asked me about it recently. I just said, I'm not, I'm not a good guy, bad guy person, but there's a straightforwardness to it that I appreciate. Do you know what I mean? That you don't need to, in Westerns, you don't need to trick the audience. You don't need to, it's, it it is what it is. You can go, Oh, there's a, you know, Baron that wants all their land or there's this or that. And can you do something interesting with it? Um, How the Westerns came to be recently, I'm writing my third one. It's our company that wanted five, um, it was a character I created at NYU and I pitched it 
they were looking for pitches and I said, Hey, what do you got? I, I pitched three books and they, they said, we'll take five, which I was like, I don't think I have five. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like I don't, I, I love to write, but I was like, I don't really know that I got something. Um, but that was kind of weird to kind of brush off the dust on a character I created at NYU. And it was kind of excited me, but they also were like, you know, we have some, I mean this respectfully, but they were like, we have some older authors and I'm in my forties. So I don't think I'm young, but they were like much older authors. And we would just want some like fresh ideas and different takes. And so I'm trying to play around with that. Um, you know, the horror stuff, which I don't know that everybody knows is I taught at a college in Connecticut for a number of years and was teaching academic writing. And then somebody came up with a great idea. They were like, Everybody's teaching from the same book. This is so boring. We have to change this up. We have to come up with themed themed seminars. So, like, somebody was like, oh, I know all there is to know about Jane Austen. They're like, cool, teach a Jane Austen class, but then make them write papers about Jane Austen works. So then when I made my pitch, after, like, kind of going back and forth, I was like, well, horror movies, you know, there's, they're very polarizing, you know what I mean? And religion, sexuality, whatever mm -hmm. you want to be, whatever. Like I had some amazing discussions. I mean, not, um, not always amazing papers, but great <laughs> discussion about all that and just being kind of around that energy. And then COVID hit and then the play stuff. I mean, you know, people are not staging plays. Of course I had some plays canceled. It was like, I've been around this energy and I have some ideas for some short stories. And I, then I just started kind of, cranking them out whether i'm like good bad or ugly and um you know the immediate you know first couple months i mean people were rejecting stuff and you just kind of have to kind of go okay well just because this these two places rejected and then the third place says yes you go oh okay you know sometimes it's taste thing sometimes it's mm -hmm. you know, i don't know you know maybe the places that rejected you were right but um <laughs> Yeah, I love both genres, but even when I taught the horror classes, I mean, I, I'm very fond of Westerns. Now, I, I'm i fond of them in a way where in today's climate, you can go watch some old school ones where you're like, eh, you know, where there's a lot of work to do. But given the time, I kind of I kind of understand. So, like, I'm, the, the book I'm writing now, the conflict all revolves around a kid with special needs. So I think that's actually kind of a nice thing to do in a Western, which probably hasn't been done before, which mm -hmm. excites me. It doesn't mean that a ton of people will find it or read it, but um, when they say they want new ideas and I pitch that, and they're like, oh, yeah, that actually, that, that, that seems interesting. It's like, to me, it's interesting, so I'm going to write it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, like them both, I'd say Western has the edge. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I love the cover of your newest released. What was the funnest part while working on that project? For, oh, for Stephanie Green, the one with like the neon body parts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Stephanie Green killer. Yeah, um, if you if you if you haven't purchased it, I can send you both a PDF. It's all good. Um, I got it because I I was drawn to the cover. Oh, thanks, man. Um, really, I mean, I reached out. I will, I'll, I'll tell you this. I had a cover artist that I've used a few times, and she booked a full-time job and had to back out. And then I pivoted to somebody else that I heard good things about. And I said, basically, I have a novella that's told in three different perspectives, and it's, uh, uh, you know, there's someone that kills women and... You know, doing a body part type <laughs> approach to this. And I reached out to the artists and I, I sent the PDF. I don't know whether she read it and that's okay. But I said, you know, this is what this killer does. And I like some of the, not even just like Halloween, which obviously Halloween's incredible, but like the 70s and 80s movie posters. So we just kind of traded some images there. And it was just kind of like go for a retro vibe, but also, you know, my, my big thing is 
like I said, whether five feet, you know, I get 10 reviews or 50. My big thing is like, I just don't want any cover to be in any way similar to the last. You know what I mean? I just want everything to look so different from the previous thing that I had. So, um, it was kind of off and running. And once she, once she had the, like the log line and the script in her hand, then I, I wasn't giving her a ton of, you know, nitpicky notes. It just kind of came back with this kind of cool colors and was like, Oh, this is, I love it. This mm-hmm. is pretty, yeah, this is pretty fly. So <laughs> it's really unique from what else is out there. So to me, it yeah. stands out. When I feel like all your covers really uh-huh. are like that because, like you were saying, they're all different and they really are. Because mm-hmm. even if I'm, I'm thinking of that one, Wicked Blood obviously is very different. This Fake Somebody's is really different. There's an, the Clairvoyant. That one was that one was really good too. That cover. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, the you know the the thing that you know. Um, somebody reached out to me recently that they're going to start their own press and all this stuff. And they were, they were like, Oh, you've had some things published and some things you've self published and blah, blah, blah. Why, why did you self publish? And I can assure you it relates to covers that I would say, well, sometimes I've worked with these publishers and been okay with a cover. Don't get me wrong, but you're just at the whim of what they do. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like a, we got this and you're like, Oh, I'm not saying that, you know, my preference or my taste is going to lead to 10 more books being sold. But sometimes you're like, oh, I'm really not included in this. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, but if you self-publish, then you, like I said, you have the experience I had with fake somebody where I go, I'm on true born design. I'm going, how is anybody not taking that cover? Like what that, Mm -hmm. you know, W. WTF, how has that not been snagged? And then you kind of have your your idea. Clairvoyant, you know, I, I think she did a great job, and that completely links up to what happens in the narrative. So in that regard, I, I appreciate it, not just some, like, whether it's eye-catching. I just like when things go beyond just like, oh, that's a great cover, but it really doesn't make sense for... Like clairvoyant definitely makes sense for the narrative. If you look at that cover, I mean, she went, she did some tiny details in that. That if you like read that book, you'd be like, oh wow, she she really went all out for that. Um, and then Stephanie Green, yeah, it was just a you know a Zoom call and a conversation and trading some old movie posters and not in a like let's copy it way, but just in like can we get an energy and a, a vibe. Mm-hmm that they're going for and you know she was great yeah and she she also did um you know robert atone who just won a stoker um for the triangle uh her first attempt at a cover was the vile thing we created and so i you know at least had that to be like oh that was an interesting mm-hmm. interesting thing to put out so um i was happy to pitch her you know with the job and it worked out I'm always, fa- I think we both are, but we're always fascinated about like the behind the scenes work like, yeah. that goes into putting the work together, you know? So that's cool. I think if I were to ever write something, I would get lost in the paper texture. <laughs> you definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I would get like, I can't decide. I know I would have the jagged edges, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I'd want them colored too. So, oh have a special edition no because i'm not a fan of having all these random editions and then you kind of being a collector no but now i'm like okay now it's overdone now i have like way too many when you get like four or five copies not that i have them but then it's like he does now there's another edition you know it's a lot no yeah that's true well then the rest of us can have gift ideas for you because i guess (laughs) but we digress. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. This is so much fun. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I was like, uh, was just trying to get ready for the call. I think I missed your first call. So, so oh no, oh, you're, you're good. okay. We're no, just glad that you I'm joined us. Kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on with us today. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Alrighty, you have a nice night. Bye. You do this. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. You know what time it is. You know? Fuck. Mary. Kill. I'm excited we had a ton of names to choose from. 
I know me too. And I'm excited to see who you picked for your fuck because I want to see if it's the same. I well, mine's a little out me. there. So is yeah. mine. <laughs> okay. So how about we do it? Because, okay, you guys know usually we end up with the same people. So on the count of three. Okay. Ready? One, yes. two, three. The, the werewolf. The werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Of all now. the people we would pick a beast i know well <laughs> but he was like, funny i know that's what i liked about him too i was like okay i could do him and then he picked to watch uh halloween right so you guys could watch michael myers together and then yes. do each other together <laughs> run amok run amok right okay so are we gonna do them all together should we okay, okay. so which one's next you pick you want to do mary okay okay so one, two, three. Shannon. Oh. oh my God. Shannon was my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the same story, you guys. Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. Kills next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. The, the ginger, ginger man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Are we oh in the same God. brain? Jesus. I guess so. And it's crazy, you guys, because there was a lot of stories there to was. pick from. I'm like, let me go count these stories. One, two, my second kill was the clown. My, that was my second kill, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most epic <laughs> fuck, Mary kill we've had. 10, 11, 12. 12 stories, each with at least two or more characters. Yes. So from these <laughs> at least 24 characters, we ended up picking the same two out of three. Oh my god. That is crazy. And it's not like, oh my gosh. I just, wow. Did you have a best friend? You want to see who your best friend was? You want to say it at the count of three? Okay. One, two, three. Lumi. (laughs) (laughs) We are becoming the same. Oh my god. Oh my, this is hilarious. Crazy. It was our spidey senses. They it were was. Oh my god, I love this. I know. <laughs> we should have done this with Easy Hanson present. Right, so you would be like, been like, "What the?" Um, okay, you girls are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, but this was a great book, guys. It really was. I remember when I wrote my review on Goodreads, and I picked my favorite story, and then I was looking back at my notes, getting prepared for today's episode, and I was like wait i only picked one no like i really like this one for this i feel like i need to go back and add to my review now because there's so many good stories i know that's how i felt too i think i I was actually looking at my review the other day because when i first read this book i had taken a lot of notes yeah just because so many things was stuck out Mm -hmm. and so i was like you can't really pick a favorite because every Mm -mm. story is good and every story is different yeah um so there, there's some that are a paragraph. There's some that are, you know, few pages. There's some that are a little bit longer than that. They were, and they were all interesting. I would say even like different subgenres, themes, yeah. everything. Like it was, it's a good book. If you don't know what you're in the mood for, you will find something here that you will like. Yeah, like I really loved Afternoon Snack. The message that it had in it afternoon snack yeah it was a really short one but it had a really good message and then i loved obviously goals with the birds and then i loved backtrack too with the babysitter and the annoying little boy that had a crazy witch too Mm -hmm. and then fast friends was really good that one kind of really got me because i feel like lumi was just lonely yeah that one got to me because lumi was so innocent but also the creature was innocent. Yeah. You know, because the creature didn't really know what it was doing. He was just like a creature. Yeah. You know, he doesn't think the same as a human. So yeah. He wasn't really realizing he just wanted a friend too. Uh-huh. And so he got scared. But so from mine, I think obviously if you guys listen to this episode, you guys know my favorite one is the one with the blob. So that one is actually called She Who Laughs Last. Mm-hmm. I really and, liked Sally in that one. Yeah, and so that one I really loved it. I think it was definitely out of the box. So I did I did like that one a lot and I like how you got to see people's reactions in 
a time like the end of the world Uh because everybody always thinks, oh, this is what I would do, but nobody actually knows. And this one kind of goes through like all Uh those possibilities. And then I really liked um, the Salem sightseers because that one was out of the norm as well. And that mm-hmm. one wasn't even really like I loved horror the so much as, as much as it was like a feel good story. I'm not going to say a romance because it wasn't a romance. No. It wasn't like a friendship one. No, it was just a feel good story. There's no way you can read that one and not smile or laugh at some yes. point. There was some at the pizza place, right? Yeah. <laughs> that one was hilarious. The epiphany at the end, if you guys read it, yes. get back to us because it was the best. Who do you and think then, struck first? I think him. That's what I was thinking. That's what I think, but I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah. But I did. I really loved that one. And then the other one I really liked was A Little Jaunt. Uh-huh. So that one was twisted and I wasn't expecting what happens at the end like I was expecting the big part but I wasn't expecting the other part I know Heather knows what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. so that one was really good and then for some well obviously I did like AK-47 at 11 too that one was really good that one gave me chills Mm -hmm. like but I think that's why I liked it because it just like really that's a situation that could happen it was very real Mm -hmm. so I enjoyed it I I mean I honestly enjoyed every one in here blood um, silence with the ginger man yeah <gasps> that oh that God. one gave me the shivers because yes. also could really happen and that's one because that I could it's see. more of like an unhinged person so with like um with ak-47 at 11 it's like an everyday person driven to madness right yeah well, with this one um I feel like it was more of an unhinged person and you could come across those people at any time and you could just look at them the wrong way and and then you're screwed. Yeah. So I really loved it. That reminded me of like an episode that would be on See No Evil. Like you would have caught like a video in the hallway and seen like a face and where he headed. Like, I don't know. That's just, I got visuals on that one. I did too. Yep. It was a good one. You guys got to read ones. it. Definitely. So good. Great book. And we'll see, hear you guys. Nope. You guys <laughs> will hear us next time. Bye. Bye. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Signing out from another amazing episode of Comic-Con Radio. Tune in for your daily shows of Comic-Con Radio. Go to comiccon-radio.com. Reach us on social media, Instagram, at Comic-Con Radio. Comic-Con Radio, taking the world one listener at a time.